This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Live from the palatial yet not overly ostentatious studios of CBS Sports Radio here in beautiful New York City, sitting on top of the 10th floor, 345 Hudson Street. Welcome on in to a Football Friday edition of the Zach Gelb Show across all the great local CBS Sports Radio affiliates, Sirius XM, Channel 158, the free Odyssey app, and of course, streaming on YouTube. 855-212-4CBS is number to jump on in, 855 212 4227, and you could always get at me on the good old cesspool of Twitter and on Instagram, where I'm always straight flexing at Zach Gelb. That's Z A C H G E L B. Coming up 20 minutes from now, two time Super Bowl champion with the Pittsburgh Steelers, friend of the show, Brian McFadden will stop by at the top of the hour. Ty Dunn will join us after his incredible piece yesterday, pointing out the flaws of Sean McDermott as the head coach of the Buffalo Bills. And then in the final hour of the show, we'll do a little NFL picks with Ryan Horvat from BetMGM tonight via BetQL. Got Carlos with the K, rock and rolling with us. Also, Moist Mike with an M. And I got Zach Gelb, yours truly with the Z, all the way up until 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific. Okay. I'm starting the show today shocked. The Pittsburgh Steelers. What are we doing? Last week... All right, you drop a game to Kyler Murray and the Arizona Cardinals. Not a good look. You had those two crazy weather delays. James Conner coming back home, punches you in the mouth, and you lose that game. Now, you knew going into last night you were starting Mitch Trubisky. You know that Mitch Trubisky is not an effective quarterback, really ever in his career or in the year of 2023. But still, with that being said, the Patriots are starting Bailey Zappi with basically no wide receivers. Like when Juju Smith-Schuster, it could be argued as your best wide receiver in this day and age of football. This is not Juju Smith-Schuster from 2017 or 2018. Like this is Juju Smith-Schuster in the year of 2023. So when you go through the Pittsburgh Steelers-Patriot matchup, everyone had the same take. 
low scoring, going to be ugly, going to be sloppy. It's going to be a game that you don't want to watch, but we're all pigs and addicted to football. So we will watch the football, of course. And you thought the Steelers would win by a slim margin. Like, Samter looked at me yesterday like I had 9,000 heads when I said Steelers are scoring 14 points and the Patriots are scoring three. He's like, that's way too many points in the game. And somehow, someway, the over did hit. And somehow, someway, Zach Gelb not very happy while watching that game on Thursday Night Football, even though I am a Patriot fan. And you would think, oh, Zach should be happy that they won. I want them to lose every single game because I'm all about the tank, tank, tank. Like, one of my friends last night, he goes to me, Oh, you're fired up. They won. He's also a Patriot fan. And I'm like, no, you dummy. Why are you pumped up? I know it's conflicting emotion. I know it's not good. I know you want your team to always win. But when you're this bad and you have two lousy wins on the season, I don't want a third win. But that's what ended up happening with the New England Patriots last night. And watch Carolina will win this weekend. And it will frustrate me even more because it would have been better if the Patriots just would have lost. So from that game, you know, maybe we will talk more about the future of Bill Belichick. You know, I don't, I know Bailey Zappi played well, but I don't think anyone's about to say, let the Zappi hour continue and have him be the uh, quarterback next year for the New England Patriots. But the conversation goes back to the Pittsburgh Steelers. And I think we now need to have an honest conversation about Mike Tomlin. And let me start off by saying, I believe the Pittsburgh Steelers should consider trading Mike Tomlin this offseason. At least take some phone calls. He's been the coach there since 2007. He's one of the best coaches in football. He's never had a below 500 season. He's been to two Super Bowls and has won one. But sometimes it's just time to move or at least think about moving in a different direction instead of just keeping a coach to keep a coach. And notice, I'm very particular in my words. I did not say fire Mike Tomlin because I think that would be one of the dumbest things an organization could do because you get rid of Mike Tomlin, especially with upwards of, what, 10 jobs potentially being open this year, you will have Mike Tomlin getting a job in less than 24 hours, if he wants, of his firing. So... I don't think you should fire Mike Tomlin because Mike Tomlin is still a very good option. And even though he's one of the top five coaches in football, we all have to acknowledge that this is a man that hasn't won a playoff game since the 2016 season. And when you haven't won a playoff game since the 2016 season, like you're the coach of the Lions, you're the coach of the Browns, you're the coach of the Minnesota Vikings, you know, that can be fine. But when you are the coach of the Pittsburgh Steelers, an organization that pretty much everybody listening to right now, the farthest they could go back is Chuck Knoll. They've really only had three coaches. In Chuck Knoll, you know, in everyone's lifetime, Chuck Knoll, Bill Cower, and then Mike Tomlin. So this is not an organization that changes coaches often. But this is an organization through 40, 50 years, through those three coaches, they are synonymous with winning. This is an organization, when you have six Super Bowls, that just getting to the playoffs or just being above 500 isn't the goal. Like, getting to the playoffs is a requirement for the Pittsburgh Steelers. And the problem, really, for the last five, six years of the Pittsburgh Steelers 
towards the end of Big Ben and now in this new era of Kenny Pickett. I know Pickett didn't play last night because he's injured, but he's clearly not the guy in Pittsburgh, is whenever the defense is elite, the offense is dreadful. And when you saw with the other end of it, with Big Ben still there, whenever the offense was elite, when you had Big Ben, Antonio Brown, Le'Veon Bell, the defense was dreadful. So there has never been an evening out party in the last five or six years with the Pittsburgh Steelers where you look at them and you say, okay, this is a bona fide Super Bowl contender. But I don't think anyone went into this year expecting the Steelers to make the playoffs. I mean, uh, to win a Super Bowl. And that's a problem. When you have an organization and there hasn't been a feeling around them that they could win a Super Bowl, even when, remember that year a few years ago where they ended up losing in uh, in 2020 to the Browns? Well, they started off the season, it was like 8-0 and or 8-1, and and you just knew they weren't that great as what their record indicated. So we have not seen a great standard of Steeler football in quite some time. But what happened the last two weeks is an extremely low point for this organization because the Steelers were in prime position to make the playoffs. The Steelers were in a great spot where many of us were about to say, what another incredible coaching job by Mike Tomlin with nothing around him on the offensive side of the ball. And this team is sitting there after beating Cincinnati 16 to 10. They're seven and four with the dreadful Cardinals and the dreadful Patriots coming up. They do what was expected of them, which is a low bar to beat Arizona and New England. They would have been sitting high and pretty at nine and four. But now they are sitting at seven and six. And this is a problem right now with the, uh, with the Pittsburgh Steelers. Because we look at the Pittsburgh Steelers, and now I don't know if they're going to make the playoffs. With this team being at 7-6, and six, and in their final four games of the season, you get the Colts, you get the Bengals, you get the Seahawks, and then the Baltimore Ravens. Like right now, uh, next Saturday, they play Indianapolis. I think Indianapolis is better. <laughs> I trust Gardner Minshew on offense, even without Jonathan Taylor, more than I do with Kenny Pickett or Mitch Trubisky. The week after that, Jake Browning may be better than both those guys with what he did the other night up against the Jacksonville Jaguars. And then you get the Seahawks and the Ravens. You know, maybe their defense could get them in. Maybe their defense can find a way to get a victory up against Seattle and Baltimore. But I can't expect anything out of the offense. I can't. And this is a dreadful, dreadful, dreadful offense. And the Patriots have a solid defense. That's what's been lost in this Patriots season. They have a solid uh, defense. But the Patriots finally got life last night offensively. And Pittsburgh defense didn't show up. And when the offense is asked to go score 20-something points a game, they're not going to be able to do that. So I know earlier in the week, I was looking at the Steelers. I'm like, all righty, they're 7-5. and five. All righty, they'll beat the Patriots. They'll get eight wins. Go get two wins down the stretch. But after missing this opportunity to get two victories that should have been gimmies, even in the NFL, 
and you lose 24 to 10 and 21 to 18, it does feel like the Steelers season is now officially over. And the only other conversation to get into is the future of Mike Tomlin and what you do with Mike Tomlin as the head football coach. So here's our poll question today. What should the Steelers do with Mike Tomlin at the end of the season? Keep him, look to trade him, and fire him. And I'm not saying you have to run him out of town, but I would look to trade Mike Tomlin. I would at least field the trade offers and just see what team is going to give you maybe an offer that you can't refuse. But right now, this organization has to get the message, whether you move on from Tomlin or not, that what they have put on the field recently is far from the Steelers' standard. And they haven't won a playoff game since the 2016 season. And I like Mike Tomlin a lot. I have acknowledged he's a top five coach in the sport. But when you have been there since 2007, and I know, right, you had the accolades of never finishing below 500. You have a Super Bowl trophy. You're one of the more well-respected coaches in the league. You got to find a way to get the offense and the defense, not even on the same page, but not have the defense all the way up here. I know the defense didn't play great last night, but for most of the season, and then the offense beyond the floor, basically in a casket. Underground, can't even find them because this offense has been buried all throughout the season. So I would, this is how I'd approach this offseason on the Steelers. Look to trade him one, keep him two, and then fire him three. I think there's a 0% chance that he does get fired. The only returns on that poll question. Keep him at 58.6%. Look to trade him 26.7% and then fire him is at 14.7%. I also do believe two other coaches that could potentially uh, enter the trade market this year. You could see, let's say after reading that Ty Dunn article, and it's clear how much, right? McDermott probably has reached his apex in Buffalo and he's done some bizarre things clearly, even though he's done a really good job in breaking that streak of 17 straight seasons without going to the playoffs, and it feels like the Bills each and every year now, they are in the postseason. But what happens if maybe this offseason, the Pagula family goes, yeah, we got to get rid of McDermott. Well, a guy you may have to call is someone that used to work for you and Joe Shane and see if you could find a way to trade Brian Dayball from the Giants to the Buffalo Bills. Now, I don't know if the Giants would do that, but for Buffalo you at least have to make the phone call because Brian Dayball had Josh Allen playing at an elite level. Now, the Giants may laugh you off the phone since Dayball won coach of the year last year. Dayball ain't having a pretty season, though, this year. They they call up and offer you a first-round pick and then some for Brian Dayball, who could get the ax after year three. It's something you at least have to consider with the New York Giants. And the other one, clearly, we've been talking about this for a while is Bill Belichick. And for most of the year, I have been saying, nah, you don't move on from Bill Belichick. Then the last three weeks, I've opened up to the idea about trading Bill Belichick this offseason because it's just time having to go through a proper rebuild. Well, last night, I had a dream. Last night, I had a vision. And in the disappointment, but somewhat euphoria of the Patriots' third win of the season, I did think to myself, hmm, Bill's still coaching his ass off on the defensive side of the ball. Bill, though, on offense has been a disaster. What happens if everyone thinks Belichick's leaving? The Patriots go, 
Bill, we want you to stay. Okay. Right? Kind of similar like Tomlin, where it's probably time to move in a different direction. You get rid of someone like a Belichick or a Tomlin, they'll get scooped up in a second. You know, probably both should explore the uh, trade market, but, you know, guys won six Super Bowls. I don't think all of a sudden he forgot, uh, forgot how to coach. So maybe the Patriots should do this three-step plan. You keep Bill Belichick. Then let's say you get the third overall pick in the draft. Well, at that point, Williams and, and May will be off the board. So you draft a guy by the name of Marvin Harrison Jr. out of the Ohio State. And then a lot of conversation about Jaden Daniels, according to Kirk uh, Herbstreet, being maybe the, the biggest steal of this upcoming draft in, in April. Patriots are going to have an early second-round pick because they stink. Maybe you move up into the back end of round one and you get Daniels. That could expedite the slop and the dreck of the current state of the New England Patriots where you get Marvin Harrison Jr., you still have the hoodie and Bill Belichick, and then you also have Marvin, uh, you also get Jaden Daniels as the quarterback. Just something I thought about. So three coaches to watch this offseason if any trade calls come uh, uh, come from some other teams. Tomlin, Belichick, and Brian Dayball. It is the Zach Gelb Show on CBS Sports Radio. For about like 90 seconds, I thought this was the Carlos with the K Show on the YouTube stream. Carlos, I didn't even think he knew he was on camera. He was searching for something. I don't know what the heck you were looking for, but I look up and I go, why is there a Carlos with the K cam? It would have been funny if you were like eating something or doing something crazy, but we had a little uh, snafu right out of the gate on the YouTube stream. But we'll come on back. Now I sound old. The YouTube stream. Sound like my father when he talks about YouTube. What about the Facebook? And what about the YouTube? But we'll take a time out here on the Zach Gelb Show on CBS Sports Radio. Brian McFadden will join us on the other side. Former Steeler who played for Mike Tomlin. I'll ask him if it's time for the Steelers and Tomlin to have a divorce. Ty Dunn will join us at the top of the hour. And then Ryan Horvat will do a little uh, picks, NFL picks, for week 14 with Horvat coming up at 5.20 p.m. Eastern, 2.20 p.m. Pacific. Off and running, very busy football Friday edition of the Zach Gelb Show on CBS Sports Radio. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road, the steeper the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress-them-on-the-third-date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. 
You can stream the NFL on Westwood One for free, sponsored by AutoZone. All season long, you can listen to every Westwood One broadcast of the NFL live on the NFL app by asking Alexa to open Westwood One Sports on the Odyssey app. Get in the zone, AutoZone. AutoZone's free battery testing and charging is available for free at your local AutoZone. Get in the zone, AutoZone. Restrictions apply. Let's welcome in former NFL defensive back for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Now does a sensational job for CBS Sports HQ. We were supposed to have him on earlier in the week, but I was texting the uh, wrong phone number, an old phone number for Brian McFadden. I forgot that he recently texted me saying that he changed his number. So it just so conveniently happens that we bring on BMAC on a day after the Patriots get their third win of the season, taking down his Pittsburgh Steelers. Mr. McFadden, how you doing today? You know what? I'm doing pretty good, but Zach, let's keep it real. You can you can miss me with that whole little, oh, I was texting the wrong number. I no, did. You know, exact, you know exactly what you were doing. I think you feel it's better to have me on the show the night after my Pittsburgh Steelers lost to your New England Patriots. So the timing seems to be perfect for a guy like yourself. So I will say that. Wednesday at 11.27 a.m., Yo, yo, you around tomorrow at five, at 420 or 520 p.m. Eastern. Would love to have you on via Zoom for like 10 minutes. Go around the league and talk a little Knowles and Pats and Steelers. And then I'm like, oh, man, my guy Brian McFadden, who I had a steak dinner with after he lost a bet to me and he paid up. Um, oh, he's not texting okay. back. He's not texting me back. <laughs> And then Santa goes, oh, yeah, he changed his number. So I appreciate you coming <laughs> on. I'm actually annoyed uh, that my football team won. I, I wanted to lose. I wanted to tank. Mm-hmm. I wanted to see your team. I, I want to see you as a, as a good friend of the show, have a smile on your face and see a playoff team. So I'm annoyed how this all went down last night. Yeah, you should be because, you know, you guys had 10 wins. I mean, two wins at the time before the win last night, sitting in a great position draft-wise to – you know, be able to improve the team dramatically with an impactful player now having three wins and clearly you're not going anywhere anytime soon. Yeah. You know, fans, you know, of course you, you want to win ball games, but let's keep it real. This season is over for a team like the Patriots. So the best thing they can, they could do is lose ball games, not on purpose, but find ways to lose. Like they've done the other ball games throughout the season. So you can be in a prime position to go get one of the big time players in the draft. Will this Steelers team make the playoffs because the last two weeks you had the Cardinals, you had the Patriots, you were sitting pretty, and now you're sitting at seven and six with a tough schedule the rest of the way? You know what, Zach, to be honest with you, I don't think so. And the reason why I say that is because playoff teams, especially in December, Zach, they win the games they're supposed to win. And we know in the NFL, that's why the NFL is such an entertaining sport because you don't know exactly what you're going to see. You can predict but every Sunday, right, every NFL game day or game nights, we've seen upsets that no one thought would happen. But there are winnable ball games for some teams. The last two weeks, especially at home, you played against two teams that had only two wins. You got to find a way to win those ball games, especially if you're trying to get into the playoffs. Losing those opportunities, you can't get them back. The road will get difficult more difficult moving forward. And I think the confidence is starting to really lead the team a little bit. So mathematically speaking, by the numbers, they're still in the playoff hunt. But I haven't seen anything on the field that would warrant a playoff position. And hopefully we see a a big drastic change of change for the team. But right now, to answer your question, I say no. You know how highly competitive this sport is. You know the emotions that players display on the field. Do you have a problem with some of the antics of George Pickens, are you okay with the emotions that he's showing? Uh, it's, it's a little bit of both. Now, 
I would feel some type of way if I didn't see any emotion, right? I think you would feel some type of way. You being a football fan, a football guy, you would feel some type of way if that was your favorite team. You didn't see any emotion from a key player that's not really involved. But then you don't want it to be a distraction either, right? That's the thing. This is a team that does not need to have any distractions from what is already going on, which is the inability to execute in a way that would warrant wins. But George is a guy who wants the football. Heck, we all believe he should be getting the football for whatever reason. He's not heavily involved in the offensive passing game, and it, it bothers him, and it should. And I think when you look at the offense, and we see his antics from afar watching the game, but they have to see his antics as, uh, on the sideline as well. Find a way to get this man to football. So I don't know if it's more of a him problem or just the offense problem, but whatever it is needs to be resolved. Has this reached the level of distraction yet, in your opinion? No, not with him. I think the level of distraction is just the bad executions. Okay. Bad execution that we're seeing. That's the distraction. That's what we're talking about. We've been talking about the Pittsburgh Steelers, even when they win ball games, how bad the offense has been, how bad they've looked. That's the biggest distraction because some of the antics that we might harp on here or there, Zach, it's not a big deal if you're winning ball games. If you're Think about this. Let's say George Pickens wasn't involved in the ball game at all, like how he was last night. But if they won, is it a big deal? Well, earlier this season, they did win a game. Remember, I think it was that Thursday night football game, and, and he wasn't happy afterwards when he had like one catch in the game. Well, what was a big deal was that same ball game when Deontay Johnson scored a touchdown, his antics were not in a celebratory fashion mm -hmm. with the rest of the guys. That was the big deal. But last night, we just saw him distrut on a fourth down opportunity when it wasn't converted and he felt like he was open. But in that same scenario, if we, they won the ball game, I don't think what we're talking about with George Pickens would be a big talking point. You're probably right. If Yeah. Now, that situation that you – the example, that was a situation where they scored – most guys do what? Celebrate. Yeah. He didn't. He walked straight to the side. And then posted yeah. on social media afterwards, too. Exactly. So that kind of gave us more to talk about, even though they won the ball game. That the, the the sequences that we saw from him was mostly was not converting something, a third down, fourth down, and clearly he felt like I was open to convert it. I think that was the issue. But I, I think if he won the ball game, those antics were not the same as that Deontay Johnson situation when they scored. And you know, we supposed to do what? Celebrate with you guys. Clap, jump for joy. He just walked straight to the sideline. Brian McFadden, now it's tough to slam the defense because I think the defense is better than how they played last night. But as a defensive player, it also has to probably be demoralizing when you know you almost have to be perfect to win. And then when mm. you're not perfect, you don't yeah. have a shot. So with all that being said, the way I laid it out, how do you evaluate the current state of this defense? Tired, fatigued, mentally, physically. Oh, by the way, dealing with a lot of injuries at the inside linebacker position. I mean, if he just brought Walker in, I think he was a practice squad guy brought in to play significant time, and that's a tall task to act, tall task to ask. And that's what happens in the National Football League, Zach. You know about this. If you have one side that has to hold up the entire ship, at some point in time, it's going to get fatiguing. Hey, yeah. we're seeing the same thing with the New York Jets. 100%. Right? Yeah, and we know that's a that's a top-level type defense, but now they're not playing the same level of defense that they were playing in the first few months of the season because they're worn down. They're tired. So when you factor in the fatigue that, I, that I'm that i hitting on along with the injuries, yeah, I, I, I still was surprised to see Bailey Zappi have the first half success. 
But then I, I know what is going on with the guys mentally draining. Because as you mentioned, it's one thing to go into a ball game knowing that you have to ball out. But it's another thing to go in a ball game knowing that if we're not at our best, we have no shot in winning because our offense does not score a lot. And that has been the mindset for the Pittsburgh Steelers the entire season. And it's a tough task to ask of anyone to be perfect, to be perfect, especially in the National Football League when you know that's not going to happen. Now, I remember before the first round of the draft a few years ago when we were together in Las mm -hmm. Vegas, you weren't the biggest fan of uh, Kenny Pickett. Uh, now, after seeing what you've seen this year, and he's been having some injuries too, let's just say Kenny Pickett is the starter week one next year. What would your reaction be from, from the Steelers' side of things? You know what? I think for me to answer that question, I would love to see him back in a uniform before the season is up. Because the thing about Kenny Pickett, he's only played one game not having Matt Canada as his OC. Matt Canada, Matt Canada took almost 90% of the blame, it feels like, for what we were not seeing with the offense. Let's see what Kenny Pickett looked like without Matt Canada. And I think that definitely would be a better evaluation into what needs to be done moving forward at the quarterback position. Because right now, everything that we didn't see from Kenny Pickett is kind of put on who? Matt Canada. And then, of course, Cincinnati was the first game without Matt Canada. Offense didn't score a lot of points, but they had more total yards, which was a plus. First time over 400 yards in quite some time. And then last week against Arizona, he got injured in the first quarter. Missed this ball game. Will he return next week for the Colts? We don't know. But I need to see what he looks like without Matt Canada because if he jumps back into the lineup and looks similar to what we saw in Cincinnati, then maybe it was mostly Matt Canada. But if he jumps into the lineup and the offense looks like how it looked last night with him, now you got to start evaluating and thinking about can how much better can he get? You know what I mean? So I think answering that question, I got to wait and see. Hopefully he can come back to kind of finish out the season at some point because – this is a, that's a tough question, Zach, because, you know, quarterbacks are extremely important. If you think you got a guy, you ride with him. If you don't think you got a guy, you better find out and figure out who can be the guy. Because if you don't have quarterback, that answer answered, that question answered in your organization, you're not going to win a lot of ball games. I'll ask you another tough question here, Brian McFadden. I make you the owner of the Steelers. Let's say David Tepper or whatever one of these nine or ten jobs are open this offseason, the owner of that team calls you up and offers you a first-round pick and then some for Mike Tomlin. Would you consider trading Tomlin? No, because who are you bringing in? Bringing in. Now, the thing about Steeler fans, just like Patriot fans, extremely spoiled. Extremely spoiled. So the first sign where things look to be a bit rocky or not going as planned, they've been saying Mike Tomlin this, Mike Tomlin that. But there are a lot of organizations, and you talk about the teams that will probably need a head coach this year. Off the top of my head, of course, you know, you got Carolina, you got the Raiders, Washington, I think. Same would be said for potentially Chicago. There are quite a few teams, and that's what we know. It might be some unexpected firings sure. as well. They will all jump at the chance to go get a guy like Mike Tomlin, in my opinion. So if you're Pittsburgh, you got to remember, if you're letting him go, who are you bringing in? So you think Who it's crazy? You, bringing in? You, you think it's crazy when Steelers fans say, hey, they haven't won a playoff game since 2016. It, it's time to, to split and divorce from Tomlin. I mean, having an issue with not winning a playoff game since 2016 should be an issue, right? That's a, that's a, a, a legit gripe. But thinking about firing your head coach because of that, 
And also, too, I think he has to understand Mike Tomlin. There's a there's a such thing as too much loyalty because I think he really held on to Mike Canada too long. Yeah, too long. In my right. opinion. Yeah, he, he, I felt like what we saw last year, even though Kenny Pickett looked pretty good at the end of the season, you should have started figuring out, hmm, is there any other options, better options for our offense? And I think because of that, that's why he's in the position that he's in right now. Um, But, yeah, I, I, I'm not – because think about the Cleveland Browns, their organizations. How many head coaches they've had? 7,000. You know, <laughs> think about the New York Jets. Hey, the, the Miami Dolphins just got it right. They just got it right. You know, before Kyle Shanahan jumped to San Fran, remember the dog years that San Francisco had? Look at the Houston Texans, right? The Jacksonville Jaguars. I mean, so there's a lot of teams that have been playing musical chairs at the head coaching position, and some of them just got it right, and some of them haven't. They're still trying to figure it out. The Detroit Lions, like how many years? And and, and so that's a very, very thin line to tap around if you're the Pittsburgh Steelers fan base. Because if you sit here and say, yeah, we can let him go and let's bring in, who, who are you bringing in? Because one thing I know about the Pittsburgh Steelers, the last three coaches, they've all won championships. They've all won Super Bowls. They've all had long tenures within the organization. And we know the standard is the standard, but having a gripe about not winning the playoff games, that's a legit gripe. But saying that we should go ahead and look elsewhere, who, 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 who out there? Yeah, I would say the hottest name on the market. Like, if you take away Belichick or you say Jim Harbaugh staying at Michigan, it would be Johnson, the, the offensive coordinator with the Lions. That would be the yes. hottest name out there. Yeah, and he's coming from an organization that just started to really find their niche. The last two years, he's done a great job with their offense. But he's coming from an organization that's just starting to find their niche. One thing about the Pittsburgh Steelers organization, even though Mike Tomlin wasn't a head coach, he was around championships with the Buccaneers, you know what I mean? He was around Hall of Famers, a foundation that was built on championship-like pedigree, along with being under the tutelage of Tony Dungy. So then he goes to Minnesota, one year as a DC, had a pretty good year calling plays there, then he jumps into the Pittsburgh Steelers situation. He understood what it meant to win championships because he won it before. I don't think Pittsburgh goes for a guy who just started to, starting to really find his way in his league. That's not what that organization do when you talk about the tradition and the prestige. So. I, I don't agree with the whole what about who's next or what what would you do without Mike Tomlin because I think he's still a good coach. I think he just the loyalty is probably his biggest issue to his, some of his coaches on his staff. Yeah, by the way, I, I just feel really bad for you because even with a, a two-win Patriot team at the time, the Patriots continue to be the Steelers' daddy, and then also you have to deal with your uh, Seminoles getting left out uh, of the college football playoff. I, I hate to bring this up because it's at the end of the week and you're probably trying to move on, but – How'd you react to, to your alma mater being held out of the CFP? Yo, Zach, I reacted the same way you probably reacted, and you didn't go to Florida State. <laughs> and I don't know how you reacted because we haven't talked about this, but I know the integrity in which you watch and how you watch football. I think they right? got screwed, but I also think the committee got it right, if that makes sense. I, I feel like, yes, they got screwed. And how do we know the committee got it right? That's my thing, because I've been playing football my entire life. You don't know what's right until you actually see the game is played, right? So that's my thing. It's about what they think should be done mm -hmm. is what they've done. That's what they did. But we don't know if they got it right. We, we don't know that until we actually see. For me personally, Nick Foles won a Super Bowl as a backup quarterback yeah, for the, the Philadelphia Philly. Eagles. Mm -hmm. And the reason why he won that Super Bowl is for a few reasons. Number one, they had great coaching. 
Number two, they had dudes on both sides of the football. Yeah, absolutely. And, and it he, wasn't just it wasn't just Foles who got in there. They lost Peters. They lost uh, the middle linebacker, and then also a great special teams player. Yes, but they, they that team was was deep. The depth yeah. they had on both sides of the football really surfaced, especially in postseason play. For us, we had we had we had dudes on this team. We have a lot of pro prospects on this team, and. Rodemaker is a guy who jumped into a very, very difficult situation from not really playing to now you're our guy and you got to emerge against our rival in a situation where it's very, very difficult to win in the swamp. Last and time one. I checked, yeah, and <laughs> one, but the last time I checked, Alabama played against their rival who is a bad team but barely won, needed a miracle with all of their starters. We didn't need a miracle to beat Florida. They hit us with, and that's the that's the thing. I understand what the committee is saying. As you mentioned, they felt like they got it right. Okay, cool. But don't knock the way we won, but then don't address the way another team won in the Alabama Crimson Tide. Don't, don't, well, they struggled with Florida and barely put up these points. Oh, by the way, Florida and Alabama, they're in the same neighborhood as bad teams. Well, heck, Auburn had the, had a uglier loss than Florida. Losing to New Mexico State, who was a 20, what, five-point underdog. They beat them by 20 points or so at Auburn. So that's my issue. That's what really bothers me is that you sit here and say, Florida, you struggled against Florida. Offense didn't look good. Oh, by the way, Zach, they covered the spread also. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, I know you they, had them. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Florida State still covered the spread against Florida. But for the committee, well, you didn't look good, but then you don't bring up the Miracle that was needed for Auburn. Yeah. Right? That's and then fair in point. championship weekend, and then championship weekend, well, you struggled against Louisville. Okay, your offense didn't do a lot against Louisville. Defense what did Michigan awesome. offense? What did Michigan offense yeah, do? Nothing. We actually had more total yards offensively than the Wolverines. So you're knocking Florida State for winning a certain type of way with their defense, but you're not saying anything for Michigan winning the same way we won with their defense. Oh, by the way, our offense actually had better a better day. And they had all of their starters. That's my thing. That's what bothers me with Florida State and the committee and how they viewed the committee because the same negatives they're throwing at Florida State for those two games without Jordan Travis, they're not saying anything in regards to Michigan or Alabama and how they won their final ball games, the Iron Bowl and then in sure. the, the, the Big Ten Championship. So that's that's my issue. And it sucks for the players because these guys went hard. They went hard. And my thing is this, though. I know we got to go. Yeah, I got to run. Yeah. Everyone for, for everyone that says they didn't have a shot, you don't know that. Yeah, you got to put the football down in the field and see how it is. BMAC, love you as always. Appreciate you doing this. Thanks so much. Yes, sir. All right, let's get the latest CBS Sports Ready update in with the act man, Rich Ackerman. It's time to ask the pros where you, the listener, get to ask us a question brought to you by O'Reilly Auto Parts. Simply tweet your question at CBS Sports Radio or at Zach Gelb using the hashtag Ask the Pros. Be listening later in the show when we might answer your question. Think O'Reilly Auto Parts for all your car care needs. Get guaranteed low prices and excellent customer service from the professional parts people at O'Reilly Auto Parts. O'Reilly Auto Parts. I just saw this from Ian Rappaport. The Chiefs are ruling out running back Isaiah Pacheco, Drew Tranquil, their linebacker, Brian Cook, and offensive tackle Donovan Smith for the Chiefs game, which is a home game up against the Buffalo Bills. Now, Ty Dunn's going to join us coming up in about 10 minutes. He had this uh, bombshell article uh, documenting some of the shortcomings of one Sean McDermott. You got my reaction yesterday to just the stupidity 
of using 9-11 and the terrorists and how they worked together to communicate to try to make that a message back in 2019 to your team on how to communicate in a perfect manner. You know, it's one of the dumbest things I've ever heard to use 9-11, which is such, you know, as we all know, an awful event and, you know, a day that no one will will ever forget and how many innocent lives we lost that day. It's just extremely dumb and, and tone deaf by the head coach of the Buffalo Bills. So I ranted and raved about that one and freaked out yesterday, so I'll try to keep it uh, calm here today. Um, this is a game, though, that in the last... 24 hours since this article came out. And you already heard whispers of this already, where even though the Bills have kind of said, Sean McDermott's our guy, we believe in Sean McDermott. He broke the 17-year playoff absence, and they've been a pretty damn good team ever since he has got there, making the playoffs with Terod Taylor, and then being a perennial contender under uh, Sean McDermott ever since he did get Josh Allen. You know, they lose this game on, on Sunday. It's one thing where you hear the whispers now, But then coming off this week, and then also you factored in not only the story by Ty Dunn, who will join us in a bit, but then you look at this matchup. It's the Bills and the Chiefs, and the Chiefs um, are vulnerable. They can be had this weekend where their defense, which looked like it was going to be a pretty damn good unit, got exposed last week by Jordan Love. And offensively, the Chiefs, really, their only constants this year. We know Mahomes is great. Okay, you have Travis Kelsey. And then Isaiah Pacheco has run the ball very hard for them. Like, that guy runs aggressively. He's a physical back. I'm a big fan of Isaiah Pacheco. And now you take him out of the lineup because he's out with an injury. Then Drew Tranquil is very good coming over from the Chargers to play linebacker, stay inside the AFC West with the Chiefs is out. Brian Cook, the last two years, has found himself a role being a young player in Kansas City. And then you're without Donovan Smith, who won a Super Bowl with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I know he holds a lot, but now he's in Kansas City with the Chiefs. So Buffalo can't win this game when you do have the better offense. And I know it's still Mahomes and Reed and Kelsey. Now that's a big problem. And you will hear a lot on Monday. I guarantee this. The two things that I believe could have the biggest reaction on Monday from this week and weekend in football. Bills lose to the Chiefs. It will either be in the first segment or the second segment of every show. Sean McDermott should be fired. And it's time to move on from Sean McDermott. And then the other potential lead topic, and this would triumph all of them. Cowboys lose to the Eagles. And every show in America, from ESPN to Fox to here at CBS, whatever network uh, you want to tune into, it will be the Cowboys fraudulent in a big spot once again. Here comes all these fans of the drama Dallas choking Cowboys where the cockroaches of the uh, Cowboy fans, they pop up when they crush, uh, you know, the lowly Patriots. They crush the inferior like the Jets and the Giants. They find a way to survive and scoop past uh, the Chargers and the Seahawks. But then when they go up against the really, 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 really good teams, they got smacked around like the 49ers. They got a little moral victory against the Eagles, but they lost. So that's why we call it a moral victory. And then you lose again to the Eagles, where Cowboys fans have been saying, oh, the Eagles, they're going to be had. We can take care of them. Every show on Monday is talking about how it goes from Dak MVP, you know, McCarthy being the guy in Dallas, right? Here comes the Cowboys. They're getting slept on. They're getting disrespected to no, everyone was actually just telling the truth about the Cowboys. So I really do believe those are the two big stories 
to emerge from this weekend in football. Bills lose, everyone's going to be calling for McDermott. The Cowboys lose, everyone's going to be calling them frauds. And also, here's another one to chew on. I don't think this is going to be as sexy because most people expect the 49ers to win. Like, there's a case to be made for Chiefs or Bills. There's a case to be made for Eagles or Cowboys. Because of where the 49ers are, maybe it is a letdown. I don't think many people, even in NFC West Showdown, are going to pick the 49ers to lose to the Seahawks. So the Seahawks lose and Geno Smith doesn't play well. A lot of people on Monday are going to be saying, well, look at all the talent that they have with Lockett and Metcalf and Jackson Smith and Jigba. And then defensively, you have Reek Woolen and you got uh, Witherspoon as well. Even though Geno was one of the best stories in the NFL last year and he hasn't been playing horribly this year, but he hasn't been playing great. Maybe you got to go bring in a new quarterback this offseason as well. Ty Dunn will join us next. We'll talk about his story about the Bills and Sean McDermott. Zach Gelb Show, CBS Sports Radio. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply.